بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ وسلام علی شرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم تسلیما کثیرا کثیرا فرما بادو سسٹرز وی آر ٹاکنگ اباؤٹ دی لائف اینڈ دا پرنسپلس اینڈ دا ویز آف ورکنگ اینڈ دی ڈیٹیلس آف سید عمر عمد الخطہ ورد الحنوز لائف And one of the things that uh, he is most famous for, or maybe the most important thing that he is most famous for, was his sense of justice. And the sense of justice which was so... Sometimes people think it is very hard, but it's not a question of hard. It was just that he was so completely just and taught complete integrity. And that sense of justice, he applied on himself more than anybody else. Himself and his own family. There are many instances where we see this. And some of them, for example, a man came to him from Egypt. Some ordinary guy. He came to him and he complained that he... had an argument with the son of the governor of Egypt. And the son of the governor of Egypt beat him up. Who was the governor of Egypt? Amr ibn al-Asadiyallahu. He was the one who conquered Egypt, Sahabi of Rasulullah One of the, he was a companion of Khalid bin Walid of the Lanu. One of the generals of the Muslim army. Sayyidina Umar sent for Amr ibn al-As and the son. He summoned them to uh, Medina. When they came, Sayyidina Umar gave his durra, he gave his whip to that man. And in the open court, he said, he called the son, he said, beat this man. He said, take your right. Beat him until you are satisfied. So that man beat him up. When that finished, Sayyidina Umar said, Now, beat that man, that old man there, sitting there, beat him on his head with his durra for raising a son like that. Who is that? Who is he talking about? He talking about Amr al the Lord. This man said, No, I will not beat him. He's, that is not my... He didn't want to beat a sahabi of Rasulullah so And he said, in any case, that is... My issue was with the son. That is over. Alhamdulillah. And he left. Another incident, the two sons of Umar bin al-Khattab radiallahu Abdullah ibn Umar and Asim bin Umar radiallahu They were in Iraq in some, for some work. So they were returning to Baghdad. They were returning to Madinah from Baghdad. The governor of uh, Iraq was... the great sahabi of uh, Rasulullah Abu Musa al-Ashari one of the most beautiful reciters of the Quran a sahabi for whom Rasulullah himself made dua and so on so Abu Musa said to these two people he said I have some money which I have to send to Amir al-Mu'mineen 
Umar ibn al-Khattab can you take it from me? Because these are trustworthy people, they are his sons, so can you carry this money for me? That is state money. So they said, yes, we we'll take it. Then they asked him, they said, instead of simply carrying this money and giving it there, is it okay if we buy some things with this money here and we go in Medina and we sell them there and the amount you give us, we give it to Amir Muminin, to the Khalifa. And if there is a profit, then we keep the profit. And if there is a loss, then we will make up the loss. So, for example, if it is $10,000, he said, you will buy goods worth $10,000, we'll go and sell it there. And if I make $12,000, then I will keep $2,000 and $10,000 will give it to, because that's $10,000 is what is meant, we'll give it to the Khalifa. And in case we make, say, $8,000, then we will put $2,000 from our pocket and make sure that the amount to the Khalifa does not change, that will be given. Abu Musa said, yes, go ahead, do that. You can do it. So they did it. When they came to Madinah, they sold the stuff and so on. They got a good profit. So they took the money and they gave it to Sayyidina Amar al-Khattab. Sayyidina Amar said, what's the whole story? They said, this is the story. We asked him. He gave, he gave us permission. We bought things there. We came and sold it here. We made this profit. And we are giving you the principal amount. Sayyidina Umar said, you have used the state's money for your personal benefit, so I am confiscating everything. So he took everything in the treasury. Another instance, Sayyidina Umar was inspecting. There was an area in Medina which was public grazing land. So it was for anybody. They would graze cattle, their sheep, whatever, public grazing land. So Sayyidina Amar went there and he saw some camels. So he said, whose camels are these? They said, these are the camels of your son, Umar ibn, Umar ibn uh, Abdullah ibn Umar. So Umar ibn al-Khattab said, confiscate all the camels, put them into the Baitulmal. So Abdullah bin Umar he came to him and said, Yeah, my father, this is this is zulam on me. I mean, these are my animals. You are confiscating them and putting them in the Baitul Mar. What have I done? He said, What crime is it? He said, No, because this is public grazing land. Your camels are grazing here. He said, I'm part of the public. So what is wrong? I'm I'm not committing a crime. I'm also public. He said, No, you are not public. You are the son of the Amir. So people will give you precedence. They will give your animals precedence. They will, you know, maybe they give them water first or something. And I don't want to answer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this tomorrow. So your animals are confiscated. Eh? His wife, Radhiya she sent some perfume to the wife of Heraclius, who was the Byzantine emperor. And this is before the battle of Yarmouk and so on. So then the empire got destroyed. So before that, she sent the wife of the emperor some perfume. That lady, the queen, she sent for the wife of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab a very precious, very expensive necklace of pearls and, you know, whatever it was. Very, very expensive 
Sayyidina Umar came to know. So he said to his wife, you had no right to send this perfume to her because you used the state resources to send the perfume. I mean, how did, how did she send it? Some, you know, Khasid or somebody. So Sayyidina Umar reimbursed the state for the expense of transporting this perfume from Medina to uh, to Syria, that was Sham at that time, uh, Damascus, and he confiscated the necklace and put it in the Baitul Mahal. Hmm? Final story. The reason I'm saying all this is because this shows the integrity of the person and the taqwa of the person, the consciousness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching me. I do not want to do anything. Now, remember, all the things I told you, none of these are wrong. The, the sons of Umar ibn al-Khattab were not stealing, they were not doing anything wrong, his wife did nothing wrong. It is just ihtiyat, it is just being overly careful with regard to the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Final thing, his wife, Atika radiallahu she used to go and pray in Masjid al Sharif. And she used to go for all the, all the, all the five salahs. Now, especially for the night salah, which is for Isha and for Salatul Fajr, Sayyidina Omar did not like the idea of her going to the masjid because in the night she has to go and all that. So some people told her, they said, look, why do you do this? Your husband does not like this. You know, he does not like you to go to the masjid to pray in the night because he is afraid, you know, for your safety, whatever. And so why do you do that? So she went to him. She said, Amir Lominin, tell me, if you forbid me, if you say don't go, I will not come. Because I have been told that you don't like. Right? So I don't want to offend you. So if you tell me not to come, I will, I, I will not come. Sayyidina Amar says to her, I do not like you to go. That is true. But how can I prevent you when Rasulullah permitted you? When he said, do not prevent the female slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the women of Islam, to go to the masajid. Nabi sallallahu alayhi hadith is clear. He said, when the, when the Rasul alayhi salam has permitted, how can I, how can Omar, how can Omar prevent you from going? Even though I don't like. Right? So this is the, the important thing you have to understand is, even though he did not like, as far as he was concerned, he was following the hadith of Islam, even where he did not like whatever it was permitted. All of these things are for us as standards, for us to think about, reflect on. We don't, I don't claim that any one of us, any one of us can actually attain this standard, but at least have this in mind. And when we, especially when we are dealing with public property, with public funds with public, uh, you know, public time, uh, responsibility, we have to be extremely careful, even more careful than otherwise. Because this is the standard we are looking at. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to always live with this consciousness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. Allah knows. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us ikhlas sunniyah, to give us the sincerity of intention, 
we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to live our lives in a way which is pleasing to Him, Jalla Jalaluhu, no matter who else it pleases or does not please. To have only that standard that this, whatever I say or do, must please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to live our lives like that, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us in a state of obedience to Him on the blessed sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to take us in that same state when it is our time to meet Him. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمه الله الرحيم